What's going on, Drinking Buddies? Brand new podcast coming right at you, but real quick, you know what we got to do first. We got to pay some bills. First and foremost, we are brought to you by the video versions of this podcast. That's right. Experience the madness in full HD at anwd.net slash videos. 99 cents an episode or $6 a month gets you all 109 episodes unlimited streaming. Check it out today. It helps me a ton when you support the show. Once again, that is at www.anwd.net slash videos. Oh, did I mention that there's a nudity and no ads on the video version? That's right. We just get right into it. We are also brought to you this week by my Twitch stream. That's right. Since the pandemic has started, I've been gaming a ton. Come hang out at twitch.tv slash Slayer. Gaming a couple times a week. Having a ton of fun with it. Getting back into the groove. Should be streaming more often for more shenanigans. Come hang out. And if you got Amazon Prime, do me a solid. Throw me that Twitch sub. We are also brought to you by our Amazon affiliate link. If you look in the show description, click on the affiliate link, and it kicks a little bit back to me. Doesn't cost you a dime, just a couple seconds. So click on that affiliate link when you do your Amazon shopping. All right, let's get this show on the road. My guest this week is comedian Corey Allen Tate, who also happens to be my roommate. We talk drinking, barbecues, and this just goes all over the place. We're back in studio. It gets pretty lit. Learn probably way too much about my roommate's porn viewing habits, but, you know, is what it is. So sit back, relax, pop a cold one, and enjoy, Drinking Buddies. what the fuck's going on man yo what's up matt what's up man not much so Corey is my new roommate yeah so he got forced to do the fucking podcast <laughs> he had no choice it was in the lease agreement <laughs> yeah when i uh when i signed on to the lease uh there's a little clause that said you have to do the podcast so you know i had to abide by the clause yeah i mean i i think it would really ruin the roommate situation for me to sue you like the first 90 days for breach of contract <laughs> yeah that wouldn't be good at all matt like, that's <laughs> yeah it's a one-year lease at least 90 days in suing you it's like <laughs> fuck we got another nine months of like <laughs> awkward stairs in the hallway in the kitchen very sour energy that's uh <laughs> well luckily you did the podcast and it ain't coming to that <laughs> yeah i'm happy to be here man this is uh, i've been listening to a few other episodes so this is pretty dope, man. It's pretty dope. Thank you, Will. You're one of like 10 people who's ever done the show who listened to it before they did it. <laughs> Everyone else is like, what am I getting myself into? <laughs> like, so, yo, anal sex. And they're like, what? Huh? <laughs> up when the porn stars are like, well, of course. <laughs> obviously, anal sex. <laughs> Dude, um, I feel like I used to listen to the podcast before I actually knew you, uh, which was actually pretty exciting. Stop it. I'm blushing. Stop <laughs> it. I, all I heard was uh, liquor and porn stars. And I was like, I have to listen to see what the fuck this is about. 
So, yeah. And now you're stuck living in the studio. <laughs> living the dream, Corey. Living the dream. You know, yeah, man. The two of my favorite things, uh, booze and porn stars. Yeah, I'm a fall, far, far third. <laughs> like, I'm not here for Matt. It's like the booze and porn stars. Like, <laughs> no, I'm joking, man. I've actually listened to episodes where uh, you were not interviewing porn stars, which was actually pretty still cool. Still pretty cool, so. Oh, uh, uh, okay. We are we are done with the kissing my ass portion of this show. Like people who are listening to this obviously already listened to the show. So oh, that was rude. They could be here for you. <laughs> you know, you have fans out there. Corey, you know, you're a stand up comic. How many years have you been doing it now? Uh, I would say about three years now, actually. Yeah. A little bit in Chicago and then moved to LA, started doing it a lot more out here. So, what brought your LA adventure to a head? Like, what made you decide, like, fuck Chicago, I'm out? Because we, we all made that decision. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. I just felt like I never really fit in in the Chicago scene. Like, you know, like I was doing comedy in Chicago, but like, there's a certain lifestyle that you live in Chicago when you're in Chicago comic. So, and I just never felt like I fit, fit in there. You know what I mean? And I came to LA. I was like, Oh, these are my people. This is my tribe. You know what I mean? So yeah, man, it's uh, it's been fun though. It's been really fun in, in LA compared to Chicago. Yeah. Well, yeah, we don't have fucking winter. Yeah. <laughs> but we don't have deep dish pizza in LA. We sure as fuck do. Oh, Masa. Yeah. Yeah. We have deep dish. Yeah. Like if that's the only thing you missed from Chicago, that's, that's handy. <laughs> now getting a fucking hot dog is like a fucking mission. Yeah, yeah. And they put ketchup on all hot dogs here. So they put mayo on fucking hot dogs here. Like <laughs> what the fuck's wrong with you? Hey, sorry. Aioli. Aioli. Woo. <laughs> bougie ketchup or bougie mayo. <laughs> Made me think about ah, fuck fuck aioli. <laughs> fuck it so much. I don't want mayo on my fucking burger. How do you feel about um people making uh these veggie burgers these days uh beyond burger what is it beyond beef uh impossible burger impossible hey man as long as no one tries to feed me one i don't give a fuck (laughs) if you try to feed me that fucking shit like we're gonna have to fight yeah i can't do it man i went vegetarian for like a month Uh, what was her name lisa no i was kidding uh you did this on your own (laughs) there wasn't Uh, like some girl involved who's like, oh, Corey, I'm a vegetarian. And then I started being a vegetarian. No, nah, it didn't happen like that. Um, but I don't. Um, I wouldn't advise it if you're a meat eater just trying to go ve- vegetarian cold turkey. No pun intended. Uh, <laughs> what made you fucking want to do that shit? I don't know, man. I was young, experiencing shit, curious. And I. Yeah, you're supposed to have like a threesome, do some <laughs> drugs, not go vegetarian. <laughs> Yeah, I was the lamest kid ever. Uh, so that's yeah, that that happened. A stint in vegetarianism. He's really selling himself on uh, coming to see him perform, guys. <laughs> I'm the lamest kid ever. I just became a vegetarian because. <laughs> like, what drugs have you played around with? By the way, uh, I've done weed. Not my favorite. All right. Well, in high school, I was actually like, I could definitely take weed. Like, weed was totally fine uh nowadays i'm like fuck i get incredibly paranoid so yeah man not for me uh other than that edibles which is still weed but just in a different form freaked me the fuck out i took them once uh at a job i had back in chicago recommended doses which one and i fucked around and took two next thing i know i was like laying down 
in a ball in an empty conference room, you know, after hours. Yeah. Now that's not shit you should be doing at work. <laughs> like I didn't know, Matt. I just <laughs> What made you be like, oh yeah. I'm gonna fuck around with some edibles at work. And then I'm gonna do double the dosage. I'm, fuck it. Fuck it. The the fucking crazy weed people who made this shit, they don't know shit. They don't know shit. I'm gonna do double. Do double that shit. Fuck them. Yeah. I'm gonna show them what's up. That's and you did by yeah. being in a fetal position in a conference room. You showed them what's up. That's the thing, man. I bought them on the internet, which is like uh, rule number one to not do, bro. It's to buy fucking sketchy edibles on the internet. Like, yeah. It was a horrible time, man. What year was this? Like, in 2021, man, you buy a lot of drugs on the internet. Yeah, maybe 2017, 2018. Okay, I've been on the West Coast that long. Like, they were still delivering weed via apps at that point. Yeah, not in Chicago, though. Like, yeah, you have to get that shit on the low, so... I went real low uh, <laughs> to get those fucking edibles. Oh, no, no. What happened? Yeah, man. I bought them on the internet. They were like 20 bucks and shit. Uh, sketchy ass website, just like always, uh, if you're not in a place with legal weed. So like 20 bucks, they sent me like a pack of like six. Meanwhile, I threw the other four out there. After I tried those first two and it was a horrible experience, I threw the other four the fuck out because... Didn't want to have to experience that again. You know you don't have to eat them if they're around, right? <laughs> you, you know that, right? They're not going to crawl into your mouth while you sleep. <laughs> you could have given them to friends who could have enjoyed them. Dude, that shit was, yeah. Have you done edibles? I, I have partaken of edibles. I, my audience has heard the story about me losing a night in Columbia to an edible. Oh, my God. I have to, I have to know what happened. Well, sorry, audience. It's already heard this. Basically, well, we were down in Bogota in 2018. One of my guys smuggled some edibles into the country. Okay. He's like, I, I test drove them in the States. They're not that strong. <laughs> I had one of them, and I just, on the couch, like, we, we should go out. <sighs> we should go out. Um, oh, man. We should go out. We should go out. <laughs> we should go. Oh, fuck. I can't get off this couch. We should go out, though. <laughs> yeah, it was fucking, fucking miserable. <laughs> That's horrible, man. That's <laughs> fucking miserable. I was just like, why did I do this to myself? In the land of cocaine, I decided to, like, eat an edible. Yeah. Like, no. I mean, not that I did coke while I was down there. Because dudes were trying to sell us coke on the street, and they're just like, American, do a bump, a rail will kill you. <laughs> it's so fucking pure down there. What kind of edible was it? Like a gummy? Yeah, some sort of gummy. Like yeah. a gummy ring. <laughs> Definitely was not a life lifesaver. Definitely yeah. not a lifesaver. Edibles are not for me, man. Even if I did start, you know, toying around with weed again, I feel like I would probably like um, do like like small bumps of like you know like a bowl or something, something like yeah, that. Yeah, bumps or cocaine, my friend. Oh, okay. My bad, drug people. Uh, I would do tiny rips. Bong grips? Yeah, that, yeah, that's a little more accurate. That's how fucking lame I am. I have no clue what the fuck the terminology is. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> how are you a comedian in LA and you're like, I'm going to do bumps of weed? <laughs> hey, well, you how talk, does that happen? You talk about, if we talk about drinking, we can talk about getting it in. Drugs, not so much, but drinking, that's my shit right there. All right, all right. As he's drinking Malibu on the rocks. 
This is Mal this is a mix of Malibu and vodka. So by the end of this, I'm gonna be turned the fuck up. Yeah. Why would you do that to yourself? I just wanted to get lit. I told you, man, when it comes to drinking, that's <laughs> that's more so my thing. Chicago's a hard drinking town, I'm yeah. well aware of. Yeah. What were your 4 a.m. spots? Estelle's. Oh, I, I know. Milwaukee. Estelle's. Yeah. Estelle's was the shit. Um, back when Emporium was open, which is down the street from Estelle's. Great spot. And then after that, uh, Boiler Room. Uh, it's, it's, uh, oh, yeah. That's the shot in the pizza joint. I've been yeah, there. Yeah. Yeah. I never went there while I was in Chicago. I went there during an Exotica. Oh, wow, dude. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a fun place. It's definitely like, the last spot you hit before you go home. Yeah. Well, it's like $5 like shot in a slice of pizza, right? Yeah. It's like, uh, they call it a PBR specials, which is a pizza, beer, and a shot of, no, PBJ. Pizza, beer, shot of Jameson. The Chicago Staples. Yeah. <laughs> Even though they serve New York style. <laughs> yeah. It's a uh, PBR. PBR is the beer, shot of like Jameson and whatever slice of pizza you want. Yeah. When you moved out to LA, like where were you drinking out here? Oh, man, I think, uh, let's see. Uh, well, when I first moved to L.A., it was a lot of just comedy spots. So I would just drink at comedy clubs and shit. Uh, and then eventually I started going to like Mohawk Bend and Echo Park. Where else Where else did I go, man? A um, couple of spots in like Culver City and then also Highland Park, Blind Barber, which was nice in Highland Park Bowl. So some of my favorite spots, man. No one warned me a hipster moved in. <laughs> Fucking, it's just like hipster spot, hipster spot, <laughs> hipster spot, hipster spot. Yeah. Is Hollywood cool enough for you to live in, man? Maybe not, man. I'll let you know in a couple weeks. And, uh, in a couple weeks, he's be like, I'm breaking the lease. I'm out. <laughs> not enough girls with big fucking hats. Yeah, man. I need some uh, skinny jeans with uh, vans. And uh, that's the LA hipster. And girls with just big brimmed fucking hats. Yeah, man. Chicago hipster girls, they just ride bikes and uh, wear fucking beanies. And yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And play fucking pinball. Yeah. All play fucking pinball. Dude, like that that whole like Milwaukee uh and Damon area, North Avenue, that's all hipster. Yeah, I've done a fair amount of drinking over there. <laughs> I've spent some time in the flat iron. Dude, what's your favorite uh drinking spots in Chicago? I pretty much ran a gauntlet between Exit Cobra Lounge. Mm -hmm. Debonair Social Club, Evil Olive when it still existed. And the only reason I would ever step foot in Evil Olive was because I had friends who bartended there. Okay. And they're like, oh, come on. We'll, you, you don't have to pay cover. Cut the fucking line. <laughs> like, just fucking miserable, but like free drinks. Oh, that, I mean, that's a that's a that's a great benefit, honestly. I mean, to put up with all the other shit. So. Exactly. Exactly. And my drinking was to a point where the bartenders at the other bars knew where I was going to be. <laughs> Literally, one of my friends popped in on a Friday night trying to find me at exit. And uh, the bartender at exit is like, oh, it's 8 o'clock. Matt's a Cobra right now. <laughs> they knew your schedule? Yeah. <laughs> he won't be here till after 2. <laughs> oh, my God. He might be drinking a lot when. <laughs> like, I, I wasn't dating any of these bartenders. I didn't work at any of these spots. They just knew where I was going to be fucking drinking at. You were just there. Yeah. 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 <laughs> a lot. I, I had the GM of Exit once asked me, like, what do you do for a living? You're closing, like, four or five nights a week. I'm like, I do armed security. I start in, like, an hour and a half after bar close. <laughs> Dude, I used to uh, take every girl uh, that I took on a date in Chicago to Estelle's. That was, like, always date number one. Yeah. How those dates usually go? 
they most of them went pretty well, man. There was only one weird date that I took to Estelle's and I should have known because we didn't have chemistry via text. And I was like, all right, let's just see what it's about anyway. Got there. It was worse than the texting chemistry. Oh, no. You got to like, give me the nitty gritty. Run me through this fucking horrible date. All right. So we met on Tinder, I'm thinking. Tinder or Bumble. I think probably Tinder. Uh, So we met. We matched. Started like talking via text. White girl, black girl. White girl. I was really into white girls back then. And so met this white girl on Tinder. And we would message back and forth on Tinder. Traded numbers. The texting chemistry was very much off. Like sometimes she would like not text back or I wouldn't text back. Or sometimes she would weirdly text in German. I was like, what the fuck are you like? I don't know who the fuck you think I am. I'm not that cultured. But uh, <laughs> I mean, I, maybe she was assuming you could use Google Translate. Yeah, but that's still, yeah, don't make it so hard, you know? Yeah. I don't know about you, man. Google Translate ain't that hard. <laughs> That's a basic competency test. Like, can you <laughs> cut and paste words into an app and get a response from it? Maybe she was be like, you know, will my future children have a father that can like flip a light switch? Yeah, I guess so. But this is Tinder at the same time. It's like, this is wham, bam. Thank you, ma'am. No, I'm just kidding. I, I, that's not what I was looking for. Oh, you were looking to wife her up? No, I was looking for the wham, bam. Thank you, ma'am. So uh, what, what is the shame about that? Where, <laughs> why you're like, oh, no, that's not what it was about. Like uh, five seconds later, you're walking back. Like, yeah, that's what it was about. Like <laughs> you got some shame in your game about that shit. Nah, man. Uh, but yeah, that was just a that was a weird. <laughs> he's like, I'm not talking about this. My parents <laughs> may listen to this shit. <laughs> nah, man, that was a, just a weird phase in my life. Oh, yeah. Trying to have sex. That That's a weird phase. A lot of it. Yeah. How how's that a weird phase? Ending up in random ass girls' beds and shit, man. Shit was sounds was, like good times. I mean, it was pretty fun. I can't lie. So what's so wrong about it? I don't know. I'm just not at that point anymore. Oh, you're trying to wife someone up now? I'm not trying. To, that's the thing, man. I'm not trying to wife anybody up. I just tweeted about this. Like, I just stopped dating in L.A. Like, I'm good, man. Like, I don't know. It just got really boring, man. How's dating in this town boring to you? Like, we got to get back to this horrible date first, but. <laughs> I gotta, I'm not letting that one slide. So keep telling me about this horrible date. What happened in person? Well, nothing. Actually, that's the thing. Like, nothing really happened. We went out on a date. We met at Estelle's in Chicago. Probably met her um, within five minutes. You could tell the chemistry was off. Also, I, I will say I was late. So she was probably mad as fuck. Um, so I was late to the date. Uh, showed up. It really didn't greet her when I showed up. I was just like, hey, because I wasn't feeling it. So, But I went anyway. Uh, <laughs> so what you're trying to tell me is you were like, I'm going for the minimal effort bang here. Yeah. If it works out cool, if it doesn't, like I'm already at Estelle's. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I think, I think that's what happened too. that. Uh, she was like, Hey, I'm going to go home. And then I just stayed at Estelle's. We've all done that. Yeah. <laughs> We've all done that shit. Like I'm going to just take you to where like, I'm already comfortable. And if this shit doesn't work out, like yeah. I can just fucking stay here. Yeah, man. Yeah. Estelle's is my favorite bar in Chicago. Like, so it was a win-win for me, man. How long was it before she bailed? Maybe 15, 20 minutes. Holy shit, that's fast. Yeah, man. Because I wasn't feeling it. She wasn't feeling it. But she was the first to admit that she wasn't feeling it. How'd she break it to you? She was like, I'm going home. Yeah, she was like, hey, uh, nice to meet you. I think I'm going to go home now. I was like, thank God, because this shit was not going to work. It was just such a like a struggle conversation. You know, you know how like, you're just trying to fucking make something happen out of nothing? I mean, I generally don't put in that much effort. (laughs) 
just like all right you're boring i'm out yeah man i've never done that to a girl i should start doing it though when i'm not feeling something just like hey I'm yeah out. just be fucking honest about it like hey yeah there ain't shit here yeah yeah some i think I think women are much better at that than, than guys because guys are more like, oh, there's still the possibility of me getting laid. You know what I mean? So it's amazing what we will put up with. Yeah. Laid. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Something in our heads biologically is like, no, 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 no. I know she's missing a leg and she's boring as fuck. <laughs> but when was the last time you got to bang a one legged girl, dude? <laughs> you're, you're in this. You're in this. <laughs> yeah, man. Women are just like, more clear cut on bullshit they're like yeah i'm not feeling it i'm going to fuck home dudes are like all right just hang in there a little bit something might happen and then yeah yeah nothing ever actually happens sometimes things happen (laughs) sometimes things happen come on (laughs) i mean obviously that's how we both got here something happened for other people that's true that's very true uh all of us got here via raw dogging yes my mom got raw dogged uh hope mom's not listening to this I think she was there. I think she knows. Okay. That, that's a valid point. <laughs> I think she's aware that she got raw dog. I don't think you're the second coming of Christ and you were immaculately conceived. <laughs> if you are, my Jewish ass is in trouble. <laughs> that's funny, man. That's. <laughs> oh, my God, man. So why have you given up on dating in L.A.? Dating in LA, man, it's just not my type of dating scene. Like, it's just so. Uh, I wouldn't mind like casually dating in LA, but like a relationship. In what, LA? what what falls under casually dating in LA? Oh, like oh, let's have a drink, let's maybe smash, text from time to time. But there's other types of dating besides that. Yeah, relationship dating like that. Oh yeah, come meet my family and all that weird shit. So not so that's a thing. Oh, you didn't know, Matt? There's a there's a world that exists outside of uh, just getting some late night trim. Hey, sometimes it's during the day. <laughs> it's not always late night. I enjoy sex with the lights on, sir. <laughs> fuck late night. I didn't put the blackout curtains in just so like it's always dark while I fuck. God damn. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, I deleted Tinder. Deleted um, not Bumble. I didn't download Bumble since I've been back to LA. Uh, but yeah, I deleted Tinder. I was actually going for like older women on Tinder and I matched with a few, but I was like, do I really have the energy to put into this? And do they? I mean, once you change the depends, they're probably game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was oh, not that old. Nah, I see. You know what? I set my age range to uh, I set it between like 45 and 55. I was like, that's a good age range for a woman that's just like looking to get smashed and not have anything to do with you yeah so yeah man i uh i had a little bit of success but i ended up deleting tinder again when tell me about the little bit of success how'd that go i matched with a couple started talking to a couple uh but it never went anywhere actually just because i didn't really want it to i was like i'm kind of bored with this shit again so just that the grandkids didn't get you hard (laughs) no that's some uh pedophile shit (laughs) not what i meant not you know what I meant there? Not pedophile <laughs> shit. Like the idea of them having grandchildren is like, nope. <laughs> no, man. Yeah. I just, I was like, man, let me see what the older women are about. You know, they were actually really hot too, man. Really hot older women. I was like, eh, I don't know where this is going to go. So you inside of them. That was the plan. That was definitely the plan. Then why didn't you follow through with the plan? 
I should have, man. I should re-download Tinder, huh? I'm not here to encourage. Yeah, just do it. Yeah. Yeah, just go ahead. <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> you know, I'm hoping you bring a mature lady home. She'll cook us breakfast. That would be very nice. Actually. I would love to roll out of my room to like just pancakes being fucking made by some mature lady. Just the smell of bacon in, in the morning from an, from an older woman who's very generous. Generous enough to make two guys breakfast, even though she only had sex with one. Obviously. <laughs> I'm just here for the pancakes and bacon, lady. <laughs> he's he's your sex provider, not me. <laughs> that's funny, man. Yeah, I've never had sex with an older... Actually, that's a lie. I was going to say some shit because I didn't remember that I did it. I definitely had sex with an older woman. I think it was... I, actually, it was LA, man. I think I was 28 and she was like just turned 40. And she took me to a concert, then back to her hotel room. She slutted me out. So it was a great experience. Uh, can't lie about that, man. That's good times. Why didn't she, you know, get repeat business? Oh, she lives in New York. Yeah. So wait a minute. How'd this come about? Like, are you a male escort on the side? Like, <laughs> do I not know about this shit? Is that how you're really making your income? Like, you're just in the office all day making calls, like setting up fucking <laughs> work, business trips. Setting up some trim. Uh, no, I'm actually... Uh, I'm just actually very good on Tinder and Bumble when I want to be. Uh, but yeah, I met this girl. Uh, well, she's a, I should, I should say woman because she's 40. That's, that's a mature term. Um, <laughs> yeah, but I think we met on like Tinder or Bumble, one of the two. I want to say Bumble. And we met in LA. She lives in New York. She flies out of here for work sometimes. And uh, she took me to a concert at the Echo. Had a good time. Met some of her friends. Went back to her hotel, did what we do, slept over. Oh, you home. slept over? Yeah, man. Did you cuddle? I don't know. Probably. Yeah. You don't know? It's not that memorable? I don't <laughs> it was definitely drunk sex for sure. Yeah. And then she hasn't hit you back up since she's been back in town? She tried to. This was, Again, this was like two or three years ago. She tried to hit me back up. And uh, I don't know. Maybe I was busy and I was like, hey, I'm busy or something like that but she hit me back up and she said thanks for eating my pussy so well i'm back in town are you available oh look at Corey breaking stereotypes <laughs> hey i know man that's a that's a stereotype that i do not fall into that black dudes don't eat pussy because i'm a fantastic pussy eater you hear that ladies of a certain age <laughs> he'll eat that puss dude it's one of my favorite things to do man i always uh always aim to please with the tongue on the clitoris. So why do you think that stereotype came, uh, came about? Like, I always... Like, yeah. Fuck. I don't know, man. I mean, I did have friends growing up who would, like, be like, Ugh, no, I don't eat pussy, but that was, like, sixth or seventh grade. And now I'm sure that they probably do eat pussy. Yeah, that's sixth yeah. or seventh grade, they were happy to see a pussy. Like... Yeah, yeah. So they probably weren't weren't hip to the game yet. Uh, but also, there's probably some there's some grown guys that don't eat pussy. I had this girl tell me that she dated a guy who didn't eat pussy, and that's why she she left him because he didn't eat pussy. I was like, man, got to learn how to eat it, man. Right? You got to preheat the oven before you stick the meat in. Yeah, man. It, that's a it's a game winning shot every time. Yeah. I mean, I know some girls that aren't super into it, but mm -hmm. they still appreciate the effort. Yeah, man. I think. Uh, like, if you dated a girl who didn't give blowjobs, would you be like, eh, I'm not that much, not really into her that much? I'd be okay. Like, for me, like, if your mouth goes on my dick, I'm going to want to fuck about 45 seconds later. Good point. Like, good point. So, if you don't suck me off, I'm like, 
as long as we're fucking still, mm-hmm. I'm okay. <laughs> I, I've had a couple girls like, but I want to, you know, I wanted to have your load in my mouth. I want to suck. I'm like, no, no, no. Like, if your mouth goes on my <laughs> cock, I'm going to want to fuck. Like, if you're not down to fuck tonight, please don't suck my dick. Oh, wow. Okay. That's, uh, yeah, it's different. I think everybody's sexual preference is different. Like, if a girl sucked me off, I'd be like, okay, cool. We we did it. We don't need the fuck. Uh, you know? That's how a lot of girls are, too. Like, if you eat them out, they, they're going to want you to fuck them. Let's, a lot of girls are like that. Yeah, a lot of people are like, hey, stimulating my genitals with your mouth is fun and all, but, like, you know, actual sex is better. Yeah. Like, let me get some of that sausage. That's, that's, that's how they feel. Or let me get some more of whatever is going on. Like, you know, I, I don't know. Like the amount of mouths I've actually finished in are pretty low over the years. Yeah, I would say so. Same for me, man. Yeah. I didn't really get into getting hit till about two or three years ago. Like it was, it was always something that I like liked, but it was never something that I wanted to like finish doing. You know what I mean? Like now I can be like, oh yeah, I'll finish this way. So what you're saying is you got lazy when you got old. Got it. Yeah, man. I think that <laughs> all the all the porn that I save in X videos and X hamster is all like blowjob porn. Uh, I just said you were my roommate on the air, and now you're like, yeah, stealing porn, <laughs> stealing porn. Like I have a reputation to maintain, sir. Like this household <laughs> pays for pornography. But wait, I meant X videos red, so I pay a membership for for my my site. So. Okay. Okay. Yeah, good yeah. save. Good save. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I I, I, d- I definitely think um, we should pay a fair fee for people's work. You know. I agree. Yeah. I wholeheartedly agree. Blowjobs for me just never like really fucking never did it. Th- never did much for you. I mean, they're great. Don't get me wrong. If like anyone wants to wrap their mouth around my cock, cool. Just be aware that like I'm going to want to fuck very quickly thereafter. Gotcha. Yeah, man. I, um, yeah, I think it, it also, you know what? It depends on the type of blowjob also. If it's like one of those dry, boring blowjobs, it's like, eh. But if it's like one of those like sloppy blowjobs, that's like the greatest shit ever. With a little bit of hand work also, like, oh my God, it's the best, man. There's nothing wrong with it. There's, <laughs> ap- it's a great appetizer. Yeah. It's a great fucking appetizer. But I just want to like, okay, now, now sex, now sex, sex, sex. Sex. <laughs> I literally had a, you know, a girl, you know, if you have a nice dick, I'll suck your dick. And I, I just flat out told her, I'm like, yo, if this goes any further and you want to suck my dick, I'm going to want to fuck. She's like, oh, that's cool. I'm like, oh, yeah, cool. As long as we're on the same page here. <laughs> the honesty, man. It, yeah. The honesty is always, you always get points for honesty. Not always. Not always. a lot of the time. Maybe that's not even true. No, it's all very situational. Yeah. Like, if you're just like, like, hey, by the way, I fucked your sister. Like, I don't think you're getting points there. Ignorance so, is bliss there. Yeah. Okay. That's a great example. Uh, so maybe I should take back what I said. Honesty is not always appreciated, but it can be tolerated in certain, certain situations. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, honestly, you probably shouldn't do the scumbag move of fucking their partner's sister or <laughs> you know, their sibling. You should probably not do that. <laughs> but just bringing it up and being like, I did this thing, probably is pretty hurtful too. Yeah, yeah. I would. Unless you have a relationship where that's cool. <laughs> I'm not here to judge. Yeah, that would be a weird-ass relationship. Like, I let somebody fuck my sibling. That's that's kind of weird. Is it? It's some super old-timey shit. Like, yo, know, we're like, 
one uh, you know the widow or the widower dies and like marries the sibling after their partner dies wow that's is that some old-timey white people shit i think it is i've never heard of that that's uh kind of creepy uh did that did that shit in like medieval times and shit like people you know marrying their wives their siblings you know wives and shit after they died and shit wow so like you know take care of the family and shit uh on the on the black side i've heard of motherfuckers moving in on dudes girls after they go to jail uh maybe that's an equivalent (laughs) (laughs) that's a rough play especially if dude's getting out at some point yeah yeah you might want to he probably isn't afraid to go back in yeah i mean he just got out so what what's it's nothing for him to go back right Right. fuck you up and go back in (laughs) yeah yeah i guess that would be an equivalent to that a more uh disruptive equivalent that's a bad move but yeah you wouldn't want to do that yeah no i'm like if i hear if i'm fucking around with someone and i hear that they have an ex that's in jail i'm just like i'm kind of i'm cool i'm good yeah yeah well depends on if he's getting out or not does he i don't know i feel like even if you know he's not getting out he has boys oh that's true yeah somebody who's gonna report back to him yeah let him know what the fuck is going on exactly like "Mm." Well, I guess it all depends on what kind of crime he's in for. If like he's in for a violent crime, yeah, I'm out. Yeah. If he's in for like tax fraud, I'd be like, nah, it's all good. Yeah, yeah, tax fraud is is definitely less vicious than a violent crime, unless it's like some Capone shit where they're like they could only get him on tax fraud. Yeah, <laughs> but he did a whole a slew of other shit. Yeah, like mm, maybe I ain't gonna fuck around with you, girl. <laughs> Sorry, probably not the best move, man. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not about it. I'm not about that life. Yeah, man, I'm very uh select, selective uh, with the type of girls I date too, man. I like nerd girls because, although they could have like some, um, some evil boyfriends in the background and shit. Yeah, haven't you seen Scott Pilgrim? Yes, I have. Scott Pilgrim versus the world with like that nerd girl had like seven evil exes. Yeah, that's also true. not real life, but yeah. <laughs> In a fantasy, fantasy life. Yeah. Don't judge a book by a cover. Like, you know, nerd girls could have fucking weird ex-boyfriends or like fucking real crazy exes. Yeah, she was a nerd. She definitely had some crazy ass exes. Scott was like the only like cool, nice ex, right? Dude, Scott was a piece of shit. Was he? Yeah. Really? Okay. So he's dating knives while she's in high school. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then ditches knives for Ramona. And then, like, lies to them both. Scott was not a good dude. And even when Scott was with Knives, he was barely tolerating her. Haven't seen it in a while, man. But now I have to go back and watch it with, like, more of a scope on what the fuck was actually going on. Yeah, Scott was not a good dude. Oh, my God. This just blew my mind. I just, uh, I've always watched it with, like, a fun eye. Now I have to, like, watch it with a very uh, keen eye of what the fuck was happening. Scott Pilgrim's a scumbag. (laughs) Maybe Envy was right for dumping him. <laughs> I mean, overall, it's a great film. Oh, no, it's an amazing film. Edgar yeah. Wright did very well with it. Yeah. But it's just like, if you look at it with a little bit of a critical eye, it's like, yeah, Scott's not a good dude. He kind of like mooshes off of Wallace. <laughs> like, do you think Scott's paying rent? No. Probably not. Yeah. Like, he's mooching off of Wallace. He's cheating on girls. Like, yeah, not a good dude. Fuck, man. Now I have to watch Scott Pilgrim again just to... I mean, remember the couple of the party scenes were like, oh, 
I seem to remember you getting very drunk on some G&Ts. Like, apparently Scott's gotten fucking drunk and been a fucking asshole. I mean, we've all fucking been there. Yeah. But it seems to be chronic for Scott, where Scott had a problem and had to stop drinking. Scott was a drunk asshole at one point. Scott was a drunk asshole. So, the, yeah, there's a backstory. Yeah. Scott was a drunk asshole dating a high school girl and treating her like shit. <laughs> and, like, poor knives later on in life is going to probably shit on some dudes because of how Scott treated her. That's that's always the path, right? That's always the uh, like the effect that happens. Well, that's human nature. Like, your experiences in your past always color your future. Yeah, that's true. So, like, why would knives fucking trust dudes after dating Scott? It's a very valid point. She'll probably be an asshole herself after dating Scott. Just because, you know, she's been fucked over. Yeah, she just got fucked over. She got punched in the face by the basis of fucking, you know, the Clash of Demon Head. <laughs> like, Knives is going to have a ton of trust issues. <laughs> I adore your band. And then their bassist hit them in the head. Hit her in the head, them. Man, I'm starting to realize uh, how terrible uh, people were having in this movie. Like, it's a great movie, but now I'm like, fuck. Now I feel sad for some of the characters and shit. And they're all Canadians. Like, how did all these Canadians get so fucking mean? <laughs> They're breaking stereotypes up there, too. Shit. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. That That's very true. Canadians always have this uh, reputation to keep up of being nice. But I've met some, bro, I've met some angry, mean Canadians in real life. What happened? A couple of work calls and uh, just mean as shit, like right off the bat. Like, man, y'all supposed to be nice as shit. And just turned out to be assholes important life lesson there are assholes everywhere <laughs> it's part of the human existence there are fucking assholes fucking everywhere true true and everybody's an asshole sometimes right oh yeah yeah there's an old saying among my group of friends that i used to drink with pretty regularly that everyone takes a turn being the asshole yeah i agree man i agree you're, everybody has a little bit i was talking to this one comedian like years ago i don't remember his name couldn't tell you what he looked like but we were at this comedy we were at an open mic and shit and uh he said this one thing that like stuck with me he's like everybody has a little bit of asshole in them uh it's about how what did he say something like uh it's about when you choose to display it or how much of an asshole you are something along those lines i was like that that's so fucking true that everybody has a little bit of asshole in them sure yeah absolutely true well because at the end of the day like in most cases, I don't think people realize they're being an asshole. They're just like, they are putting their wants and needs ahead of everybody else's. Yeah. Without any consideration of, like, those around them. Yeah, I think, and I think sometimes when people are assholes, they don't want to be an asshole. No one's the villain in their own story. Right, right. Everybody's a hero. Everybody else outside of them is the villain and shit. Like, nobody tells you what they did, basically, when they're re retelling the story. Oh, yeah. Um, that's the problem with people's lack of fucking self-awareness like yeah i can definitely tell some stories where i was the asshole like in retrospect like oh no i was the asshole here yeah i think we all can man we all have those stories where it's like yeah i was being a fucking jerk i was being a fucking being an asshole man yeah but some people never realize that shit they never do or some people do and they just continue being an asshole it's like this is who i am that's right motherfucker oh, i'm a bet <laughs> fuck you bro <laughs> Yeah, man. But I want to circle back. I want to circle back to you and the older ladies. Oh, the older ladies. Okay. What do you, what do you want to know? Like, when did the older ladies things come into the picture? Like, when did you decide, like, oh, man, I want to date geriatric? 
like, are you a drug addict? I don't know. You just want to steal their pills? Like, what's going on? <laughs> no, if you want to steal, steal a woman's pills, you date younger women. They're into that kind of shit, right? Like Molly and all kinds of... Well, I mean, it depends on what kind of pills you're stealing. Like, if you want the Adderall, yeah, you date younger. If you need some Lipitor and you don't have fucking health insurance, you then, date older. Yeah, then you date older. It's pretty great. Uh, I got hard problems. <laughs> But yeah, older women, dude, I've been into older women since I was like, no joke, like sixth grade, bro. Had this one English teacher named Miss Sherman, white lady, big titties. I was like, yo, man, like, and man, she was like my crush in like sixth grade. And then every year after that, I'd just be like older women and shit. Is Miss Sherman in jail now? Did you fuck her? I hope she's not in jail. I wish I could have. Nah, I'm just kidding. Uh, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's just wild like i don't remember a single fucking attractive teacher when i went to yeah man just imagine this uh like blonde milfy looking white lady with this like this short blonde hair and shit it really shaped you know like what i was like into like younger like in the younger days man it was a weird kind of i was also watching like hbo real sex back then and shit it was, it was just a weird time man. i was probably like watching shit i had no business watching i mean we all were like I'm old enough to like, you know, people, parents will go to sleep and, you know, you try to throw on like Playboy or Spice and like see a blurry titty. <laughs> yeah. Like you had to like pay close attention just to see that one titty. Yeah. It's just like, okay, have it on recall so we could like jump back to MTV or HBO or some shit <laughs> and just look for the blurry titty. Yeah, man. That was, uh, that was always fun. Just looking, just waiting for that titty to pop up. It was always like, 10 seconds in and that shit would disappear. You got to wait like three more minutes for that shit to pop back up. Kids these days will never know trying to, you know, jerk it to a blurry titty. Yeah, they got it easy, man. They can just go on their phone and just pull up some tits real quick. I mean, they can pull up some full-on sex. Yeah, they can pull up more than that. I can pull up uh, anal gape if they want, if they're into that. Like, you're 18 and you're like, I want to see some anal gape. It's wild to me to think like, oh, yeah, hey, Youngins these days are just exposed to whatever. Yeah. Like, there's no easing into it. They're just like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've, I've seen anal gape, like, with the fucking gloves and, like. Yeah, man. They literally have everything at their hands these days, man. Back in my day, like, you got some nudie mags. You could see some, like, softcore. Yeah. I didn't really see hardcore pornography until I was. I mean, I, I guess I was in, like, high school when I, like. Someone like stole one of their parents' tapes and like yeah. I saw some hardcore porn from the seventies and like <laughs> shit was wild because like big bushes, fucking mustache. <laughs> none of these girls were like in shape. <laughs> they all had little bellies and fupas and shit like that. It's just like I mean, it was kind of hot on one hand. It's like I'm pretty sure if I was of age, I could fuck any of these girls. Yeah, yeah, that that's what it looked like. Uh, <laughs> you could just fuck any of them. Like, None of you are out of my league. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. I remember the first porn I used to watch was uh, HBO was the real sex. Uh, and then I got old enough to buy my own porn. I went to a porn store that was like three blocks from my house. And I bought like a, a DVD of porn. Yeah, it was on from then. Like I could buy my own porn. So I bought like maybe four DVDs or something in that time before. And that was like right as like the cell phone and X videos, X hamster porn hut was releasing. So yeah, I remember porn DVDs being fucking expensive. 
It's like 25 bucks, 30 bucks. Oh, back in my day. Back in my day. <laughs> yeah, we used to roll up to like the like roadside porn shops that were like over the border in Wisconsin. Yeah. And like a porn DVD, like for a wicked or a vivid fucking release, like 60 fucking dollars. Wow, dude. Are you serious? Yeah. 60 bucks? 60, yeah. 65 bucks? That's man. Just for one DVD. One DVD. One, <laughs> one feature-length DVD. Yeah, man. I could never. I paid like maybe 25 for mine. Oh, guess what I bought, by the way? My What'd first, you buy? I think it, I forgot what it was called, but it was like mature women in their like 40s or 50s. And I fucking loved it. I was like, I, yeah, I'm buying this one. This is the one I have to buy. It might have been like even in between like mature and granny porn, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm not judging, man. I'm not whatever whatever floats your boat. <laughs> whatever makes you happy, man. Like Yeah, that age range that I bought the DVD, like the age range of the women, could have probably went either way, mature or granny. Yeah. It was just pretty hot though. I definitely jerked off of that on a normal basis. Hey, no judgment here, man. No judgment here at all. Like <laughs> That's wild that you're just into the mature chicks. Yeah, dude. I don't know why. I think it's because, like, the shit I saw when I was younger, man. And it's just, like, stuck with me. Like, if I was a data girl now, would I choose an older woman? I don't know. Maybe. Maybe not. But. I think yes. I, I, I mean, I could go that route for sure. Definitely. If I really wanted to. But the shit that I'm into, like, socially, the shit that I am into, like, hobbies, it's probably, like, younger women shit. Like. If I dated like a, a woman who's like 50, she's probably not going to want to stay out to bars to like 2 a.m. type shit. You know what I mean? I am thinking of someone I actually need to introduce you to. Yeah. <laughs> um, former guest of the show, Sally Mullins, is in her 50s, a possibly current or former escort porn star and a comedian. Oh, wow. Wow. Okay. I would love to meet Sally. I'll make that intro. She sounds like fun, man. She's cool people. She's yeah. very cool people. I will definitely make that intro. Okay. Because <laughs> she likes to date younger dudes, so. Ooh. Hey, Sally, what's up? There we go. What's good? Making love, trying to make love connections here on the show. Listen, Sally, I know you don't know me, but I'm a friend of a friend. And if you like to get together, have drinks, you know, get to know each other, I, I'm available. I, I'm in Matt's apartment because I also live here now. So if you wanted to stop by, you're more than welcome to do so. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. I love how this just became like an old school dating tape. Like <laughs> I'm going to send her the VHS of that like intro. Like, hi, I'm Corey. I like comedy, mature women. <laughs> like it's some like flat out like 70s date taping. Like what the fuck, man? What has this podcast become? I know we've been on hiatus for a minute, but like, what does this fucking show become that like Corey's just flat out calling out people on air? Yeah, man. I mean, listen, um, you said there's an older woman who likes to date older, who likes to date younger guys. Sounds like we have a lot in common. So I just want to shoot my shot on air. <laughs> well, the the shot has been shot. The shoot has been shot. The shot has been shot. Yeah, and I said it right the first time. Corey has shot his shot. We will follow up at some point and see what happens. Yeah. Maybe we can do like a, uh, a, a follow-up episode, you know, me and Sally, and we let you know how 
how happy we are that you brought us together. And uh, wow, you are jumping the gun, sir. <laughs> Super jumping the gun. Yeah, man. I'm I'm about I'm a I'm a visionary. I like to plan ahead. Corey's just gonna go on his vision board like Google it and be like, bah, bah, there we go. <laughs> we could tour uh, together and everything. <laughs> that's funny, man. Because it might it might actually happen. Yeah. Hey, if it happens, cool. I mean, as long as y'all have the open bar at the wedding, like Oh, okay. Yeah, we can do that for you. We should be able to get that done. I mean, you're the reason we're together, so it's getting weird. <laughs> I love that like Corey's in purely on concept. He has seen no pictures of this woman. No, I don't know her at all, but yeah. Doesn't know her comedy, doesn't know her sense of humor, has no idea what she looks like, but he's just in. He's like committedly in. It's it's pretty impressive. Yeah, I'm on board, man. I mean, let's get it done, Sally. Holy shit. Also, for the listeners out there, go check out Sally's comedy special, Sleazy Does It, on Amazon Prime free of charge. I'm gonna check that out tonight. Gotta I gotta I gotta support my girl. Oh, this is getting weird. <laughs> getting fucking weird in here, man. <laughs> Oh, oh man, I, I'm half tempted to text her and be like, uh, so this is my new roommate. Uh, he wants to be involved with you. <laughs> Just see how that goes. She might unfriend you after that. I've been unfriended for less. <laughs> I still sleep pretty well at night. <laughs> shit don't bother me. I mean, they're fucking lost. Yeah, yeah, I can say that's true. Yeah. What are your goals with comedy and shit? Like, what do you want to do? Where Where do you see yourself? Man, I love doing stand-up. I love writing. Um, I definitely want to be a touring comic. I also want to have shows on networks and just, like, be, like, a writer, creative, you know, like, producer type of, type of person. And, yeah, that's pretty much it, man. I just want to make dope-ass content that's unique and fresh and that nobody else can make and just that I can make based off of my experiences. So yeah, I just want to do fun, cool shit, man. And make people laugh and happy. I'm pretty sure you have the black man into older white women market cornered. <laughs> I think that's your market. And that is completely the Corey Tate market. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I could, I could, <laughs> I could definitely write a show based on that for sure. I think that would be a great show. Although I've too bad Cougar Town's already a fucking name fuck. that was already taken. I know. I would have definitely snagged that for sure. Yeah, I've actually been more into um, when it comes to mature women. Like I've been noticing, like especially been in LA, like a lot of black and brown women, like black and Latino women that are mature. I was like, oh my god, it's like fucking. Like I saw this lady at Starbucks the other day. I was like, fuck, man. This is like the greatest shit ever. I'm curious though. Do you ever catch any hate from like? Black, black and brown people for going after white women? I think I used to for sure, man. Like like I used to like do this stand-up joke about um about dating white women and some people wouldn't like it. Um and uh yeah, sometimes I would like on Twitter I would brag about like this is years ago. I don't do it anymore, but I would like brag about like dating white women and shit. Not necessarily brag, but just like telling Reese counts of stories that I've had, you know, dating white women. And some people just wouldn't like that shit, you know. Yeah, you catch you catch a lot of flack. For like, sure. what kind of shit would they say? Like, oh, you know, he likes white girls and that type of shit. Yeah, so that don't sound like flack. They're just stating fact. I guess so. Maybe I'm overly sensitive. 
Oh yeah, I was saying like yeah, I've definitely gotten looks from like uh like older black women from dating like white women. Like they'll see me with a white girl or whatever, and they just give me these looks. Like I was in um, I think it's called Chicago Diner. It's a uh, you know, like the the vegan place and shit. I think it's, is it vegan? I don't remember. But anyway, I was there and I was with a white girl. And when we were leaving out, this old black woman was just like staring me down like this nigga with, a, <laughs> with this fucking white girl. Uh, so that was like 2016. That was years ago. But I've definitely gotten the looks before. It's not cool. It's not cool. People can, you know, fuck whoever they want these days. As long as they're mature, consenting adults, obviously. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, man. I um, I haven't been dating a lot of white women over the past few years. It's... uh just something i kind of moved away from i mean i'm kind of i'm open to it if it happens but just i know i saw you at that barbecue (laughs) 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 you want to tell the audience what you were thinking about at that barbecue yeah that was just uh i was faded uh like everybody there was this white girl she had on some uh black spandex pants she had a she had a bubble butt and i was looking i was checking it out and I tweeted about it. I deleted it now, but I tweeted about it. Why would you delete that? I woke, Why? I woke up and I was like, maybe I shouldn't say this type of shit. But I was like, uh, I was like, hey, I'm at this barbecue and I'm faded. And this white girl's ass is looking delicious. And yeah, I woke up the next day. I was sober. I was like, all right, let me. Check. I mean, that was a statement of facts. It was a fact, though. Right. So why are you ashamed of facts? I shouldn't have deleted that tweet. No, you shouldn't tweet. have. And now it's awkward if you repost it. Yeah, because it's past the fourth now. And you're far from faded. And I'm far from faded. See, you had honest comedy there, and you're like, I'm afraid to be honest on the internet. <laughs> no, I, I usually never delete shit from Twitter. That's like literally like my notepad is Twitter with with joke premises and shit. Yeah, you delete that one like that. That yeah. ain't shit. It's like once in a blue moon, I'll delete some shit. Like, all right, maybe. That was a bad angle. It's a good premise, but it was a bad angle, you know. So I usually don't delete shit, but I deleted that one. I should have kept it because it was it was an honest thought. Yeah, yeah. It's not like you like called her out by name or like. Yeah, it was like oh, I'm gonna go grab this white girl ass, y'all. I ain't say no shit like that. It was just, right, right. It was just like yeah, this white girl. I mean, it was looking delicious though. I was like yo, I don't really date white girls like that no more, but she's like tempting me to go holler right now. You should have. You should have gone and hollered. I should have. Yeah, I definitely should have. What's what was stopping you? It wasn't really that kind of party. Like everything is very casual. You saw the vibe. It was like very casual and chill and shit. I got digits at that party, so I don't know what you're talking about. Oh yeah, you did, bro. Yeah, you did get digits at that party. Fuck. Always be closing. (laughs) ABC. God, I sound like a giant douchebag saying that shit. Like wasn't like I'm like oh yeah I'm gonna just like oh hey medical person at the party got her, got her phone number like it wasn't like oh yeah I got to oh I'm fronting I am fronting like an idiot like <laughs> no it was a good party it was a good party it was good man it was it was a fun party for sure um yeah it was you know what was cool about that party is like you was, you met so many people from different backgrounds and shit like uh like different professions i should say that was that was really cool like you know you were there you're a podcaster guy met some people who are you know in music and shit and then there was some like nice looking ladies there 
which was cool. That were also in music. So I don't know, man. It was it was a cool party. I really enjoyed that. It was my first party in LA since I've been back to LA. So Yeah, no, it was definitely a good time. Happy to fucking do it. I should have hollered at that white girl, man. Should have hollered at that I white girl. I should have hollered at that white girl. I mean, I can tell you who she is on Instagram, and you can always do the DM slide. It'd be creepy at this point. It's like, hey, you, I mean, it depends on your approach. Hey, remember we were at that barbecue about three weeks ago? I was the only black guy in a yellow shirt. I was the only black guy, period. Do you remember me or not? And I uh, tweeted about your ass. <laughs> and then I was ashamed to tweet about your ass, so I deleted it. <laughs> Here I am. What up? <laughs> Yeah, it has it has to be in the moment. It can't be like some afterwards type shit. I mean, it was technically only five days ago. Yeah. If you act now, it's not that creepy. For 1999, if you act now, you might be smashing some white ass. That I could go for. You know what, man? I've been um I've been jerking out to some interracial porn lately. And uh I usually don't. I, I used to a lot. Now I don't. But sometimes, you know, a white girl will catch my eye and I'm like, I got to go jerk off to somebody who looks similar. <laughs> hey, I'm not I'm not mad at it. <laughs> like, you know, whatever, whatever makes you happy, man. Like. <laughs> it's going to be awkward if, you know, I bring someone over who's like, oh, jerked off to you. Nah, that that's creepy to do that shit in person. That's so creepy. Y'all. Yeah, you generally don't want to jerk off. In front of people in person. It's <laughs> non-consensually not good. Not not approved. You know what though? When I do meet uh women who are sex workers in, in person, I'm like, is I'm just so like chill and shit, and I'm not like like overbearing because they probably get that shit so much. I'm also kind of a shy person. I know I'm a comic, but like I'm a shy person sometimes. So I that would never be like the case where I'm like, hey, on some creepy shit. So I'm more like, hey, how's it going? Hi, how are you? I know your profession, but I'm not going to say anything. So you looking forward to get back up on stage? Oh, my God, dude. I can't wait, man. Going to probably go do some shows at Fourth Wall uh, pretty soon. And I'm stoked, man. I got a lot of new shit. I was actually sitting uh, on the patio writing some jokes the other day. Pretty happy about it, man. Just to do some new shit and, you know, get those laughs again, man. Like those those instant laughs, like nothing's better than that, you know? Am I gonna end up in your material? No, no. <laughs> That's one rule I have. I don't really talk about family, friends. Uh I'll talk about girls I've dated for sure. I'll mention friends sometimes, but like it's never anything too harsh, like, you know. Oh, I got thick skin, I don't care. <laughs> Just builds on the infamy, whatever. <laughs> no, man. I think a lot of my new material is going to be shit that I wrote, like, just throughout, like, the past six months or something. Like, a lot of shit that I wrote in my notebook or in my voice notes. It's going to be a lot of that type of shit. What is a lot of your material going to be about? Like, you know. Uh, the pandemic a little bit, which is, I know that's kind of cliche. A lot of comics are probably going to be doing that type of shit. Uh, pandemic dating is always a top uh topic for me i don't know man I, it's just like whatever comes to mind i have a lot of that's you know it's not always like topic based sometimes it's like these just quirky weird one-off jokes that i'll tell and shit so i'm excited to tell those too 
just like those one-liner type of jokes. Fuck yeah. And I'm not going to do the hack thing. I'll be like, tell a joke, funny. Like, no. I'm not going to do that shit to you. Don't worry. <laughs> That's the one thing all comedians hate. It's like, oh, you're a comedian. Tell me a joke. It's like, this isn't a fucking comedy show. Like, you don't well, walk up. This is technically a comedy show. Well, this is a comedy show. But like in person, like um, if I meet you at Ralph's or Gelson's where we just went the other day. For for the first time, oh my god, we're in Gelson's, bro. <laughs> I didn't even notice it at first, but you pointed it out to me, uh, the security guard, and he was like, "Hey, how you guys doing?" Yeah, and- we we got clocked at Gelson's. Like, <laughs> y'all don't belong here. <laughs> like, scummy looking white dude, black guy. What are yeah. you guys doing in here? Yeah, like, what the fuck. Yeah, the thing that I do, I was thinking about that like the next day. I I didn't even notice it. I thought the security guard was just speaking to us and shit. And I was just like, "Hey, how you guys doing?" But then I noticed he didn't speak to anybody else. And uh, then we were checking out, and I was like, "Yeah, man, this is my first time at Gelson." She was like, "Yeah, I know." And the security guard knew it too. <laughs> yep, yep. Like we were in the liquor section, security rolled by and was like. Hey guys, how's it going? Yeah, not shoplifting shit, are you? <laughs> yeah, that's basically what he meant. And the thing that like made me mad was he was a black dude and shit. I was like, come on, bro, like you doing it? You, this is like internalized racism, brother. <laughs> it's fucked up. It's fucked up. Like either it was internalized like black on black racism, or he's an anti semite. It's either one or the other. One of the two. He could have been anti-black or anti-Jew. You, you just don't know because it was both of us together. And you just never know these days, man. 2021. You don't know who's racist about what or who they're racist towards, you know? Right. And it couldn't been the fucking manager who sent him over. It, it, for all we know, like he was just doing his fucking job. And the manager's like, see those two motherfuckers? See what the fuck they're doing. Yeah. 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 The one with the funny hair is talking about fucking expensive booze. <laughs> the black guy, he just does not belong here. That's that's what it was. I feel like that's probably what it I feel like that's probably what it was, is that he didn't want to do that shit, but somebody was like, Oh, you're not doing your job, huh? How you let them sneak in? That type of shit. So Fuck you, Gelsons. We can afford your fucking prices. <laughs> we spent a hundred dollars on hot dogs. We did, man. We spent yeah, we spent a lot of money on booze and hot dogs and And not nearly like the normal meat to booze ratio that I shop for. Yeah. It was like 16 cans of beer and a lot of meats, and it was like $100. Yeah, which is crazy, man. But that's Gelson's for you, right? It's just That's a Gelson's. That's why I don't shop there. I love that everyone gave me shit until they tasted the fucking beer I picked out. The cucumber sour, bro. Yeah. The yeah. whitest drink I could have picked. <laughs> Here, try this cucumber sour. I was like, that's going to be nasty. Like, no, no, no. No, no, no. No, no, no. That shit was fire. Try that shit. It is fucking good. <laughs> On a hot summer day, sitting outdoors, having a cucumber sour is fucking amazing. It was like so refreshing, man. Just to like uh, sit out on July 4th in the sun and we're on the patio, had some cucumber sour drinks and like to the point where everybody was like disappointed when they were gone. That's how good they were. Should have bought more. We should have fucking bought more. Yeah. Yeah. We should have definitely bought more of those. Those are like the hit of the party, basically. There's two things in this world you should not doubt me on it. It's alcohol and food. <laughs> I'm a fat drunk. <laughs> I know these things. <laughs> these are things I know. Like, 
If you ask my opinion on fucking rocket science, don't take that. <laughs> Do not take that shit. People will die. <laughs> that shit will be a fireball before it even gets off the ground. <laughs> but liquor, food, I got you. I got you on that shit. I can agree, man. That That's my shit too, bro. Like liquor and tasty food to eat while you're faded. Those are my two favorite things. Where are your drunk spots? Oh, man. I'm a big wing stop guy. Wingstop is the shit. You're already disqualifying yourself on a face. How? How? They're baked wings. They're fucking fit. Oh, no, they're fried. They're fried now? Yeah, they're fried. Oh, okay. back yeah. in the day, Wingstop was like always baked wings. Oh, that's terrible. Right. Yeah. But still, chain wing joint, but still, it's still like, I mean, that's suspect. Whatever cures the drunken, the drunken munchies, I mean, gets the job done. Yeah, but, but there were so many better places to get fucking wings. Where? Like where? I mean, he rustic in. Oh, those are fire. I've only had them once, but those are really fucking That's good. That's fucking wings in LA. Shout out to you, Rustic. Yeah, those are fucking good. I can't lie. Um, where else, man? I like a good burger when I'm faded. Those are always really fucking good. Maybe a good sandwich, like a fat sauce, something like that. You know, fat sauce is just like, oh yeah. You drunk fatty, here you go. <laughs> that's exactly what it is. It's like that's that's the crowd that they prey on. It's like the drunk fat crowd for sure. Like, oh yeah, we're gonna stuff all their meats and fries in this and cheese sticks into this fucking sandwich. Mozzarella sticks and buffalo sauce on top of a fucking uh chicken tender bed, basically. Enjoy it, fatty. <laughs> we're gonna sell it to you expensive now because we know you ain't gonna be here long. <laughs> Your ass is going to be dead soon. Yeah. You need fat cells. Yeah, that's pretty... That, that's their advertising, basically. Yeah, it's... Uh, yeah, that's always good, man. I've only had that shit, like, once. And I don't even think I was drunk at the time. I think I just wanted that shit. And... Yeah, fat cells ain't bad. It ain't bad. Yeah. You know, uh, back in Chicago, Cheesy's on, on Milwaukee was, like, one of the best spots. Like, 2 a.m., fucking coming out of, like, Estelle's or Emporium or... Nick's Beer Garden, you know, one of those spots. Going to Cheesy's is like the greatest shit, the greatest shit ever, man. See, my goofy ass, late night, I'd always end up a lot of times stopping at like Maxwell Street Polish right off oh, 290, oh, like in oh, the hood. Oh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, dude. You were out west, bro. Yep, yeah. yep. Because I was living out by O'Hare yeah. right before I left Chicago. So like leave downtown and start heading west and like stop in the hood at Maxwell Street Polish like it's a stand in a parking lot. Yeah, yeah. Like, shit served you through a window. There's yeah. no place to sit. And like being a white boy stopping there at three <laughs> o'clock in the morning is just like the fuck. But you know what, man? They probably thought you were a cop, to be honest. That that it's a lot of if if there are white people around there, they probably are cops and shit. Like on Madison Street, there's like a police station right there. They probably like, oh yeah, he he's an undercover. Let's let's not fuck with him. Well, and honestly, at least in Chicago. I found for the most part, if you're rolling through the hood as a white boy, mm. as long as you ain't fucking with nobody, nobody fucks with you. Yeah, yeah, that's the whole thing, man. Like, nobody's gonna go out of their way to fuck with you. You know what I mean? Like, just it, it just doesn't make sense. It, it's too much trouble for them also. Right, it's too much trouble for them, and they probably think, I'm probably here to get drugs. Yeah, so that, that definitely happens. I've definitely, like, ridden down, like, Madison Street, Madison and Pulaski, and you see white people stopping you know what I mean, on the corner to get drugs and shit. So that, it's like one of two things. Either you're there to buy drugs or you're a cop and, you know, either way, nobody's gonna fuck with you. Yeah, either way, it's just like, you ain't worth the fucking effort. Yeah, so nobody's gonna 
You're you're good, bro. Yeah, the only place I ever got like fucked with in my whole time in Chicago was like in Little Village. Oh, a little village? Okay. What what happened? Oh, was, I had hair down the middle of my back along at that point. <laughs> and like some dude just like, fuck you, you long haired faggot. And I'm just, I just ignored him. Oh my God. What the fuck? And then I got rolled by CPD with, with them asking me why I was there. Oh, wow. You know, so for those of you who are not familiar with Chicago, Little Village is a very Hispanic neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Super Hispanic. Mm-hmm. My white ass was meeting up with a friend at like a coffee shop. And CPD rolled me and like wanted to see if I had like tagging shit on me. They thought like I had to be an artist or some shit to be in wow. that neighborhood. Because it just didn't fit. The right. profile didn't fit. It's like, you know, if I'm in fucking deep in, in Naperville or a fucking Aurora or any of these places, like, what the fuck are you doing here? Like, like that. I mean, it's there's black people who live in these areas, but like it's you're more of a sore thumb in those areas, you know? Well, yeah, I was also in like a leather jacket, hair down the middle of my back, like. Oh, you look like you were probably tagging some shit. And I mean, that's what they thought. I'm like, nope, nope. I can't tag for shit. Yeah. I got no artistic talent. <laughs> Sorry, officer. Sorry to disappoint you. No collar today. <laughs> but yeah, they put me on the hood. Like, oh, they really went. They in. really rolled me. Holy shit, man. Wow. Like, why the fuck are you guys stopping me? Like, what are you doing here? I'm like, going to get coffee with my guy. Yeah. What time was it about? Like, Fucking three o'clock in the afternoon. Oh, that's crazy, then, bro. I'm thinking it's like late at night, and like you're like, you know, it's dark out and shit. And but now this is also like 2002. Mm-hmm. Oh, this is back in the day. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, I, Little Village was uh, pretty fucking rough at that point. Yeah, yeah. It's a lot of areas in Chicago that used to be really, even like Wicker Park used to be, you know, kind of rough. And oh now, yeah, when I started hanging in Wicker in the 90s. Mm-hmm. My dad's like, whoa, what are you doing going into that neighborhood? Yeah. I'm like, it's fine. I'm going to an art gallery. <laughs> it's different now, man. Even like uh, Pilsen is becoming like super gentrified and shit. And Chicago's just like ever changing, man. More and more po- pushing lower income families out of fucking neighborhoods. Yeah, that's how usually how it goes. Like the uh, the Austin Oak Park area on the west side, like that's become super gentrified. Well, it's wild to me, like. The Oak Park border was always kind of hoodie, like, because Oak Park's so fucking nice. Yeah. <laughs> like, how do you have the hood right next to, like, uh, Franklin Lloyd Wright houses and shit? It's, it, that's super fascinating to me, man. Like, Austin Oak Park, it's like, so if, you, if you're not from Chicago, like, the Austin area is, like, kind of hood and shit, and then Oak Park area is, like, super nice. It's, like, night and day, basically, but they're, like, on, right on this border, like, um, like uh Madison Street, um what's what's another like main street like um fucking Roosevelt, I would say. Just these main streets that connect like the hood and the, the nice area. Like Cicero and shit like yeah, that. Yeah, Cicero, yeah. It, it's just so so wild to see, man. Like even Madison Street. So you can take Madison Street down, like you're starting at Oak Park, really nice. And then you're gonna ride through the west side, which is like fucked up. And then you get downtown, it's really nice again. So it's kind of kind of crazy to see, man. I mean, but the West Loop used to be fucking no man's land. So, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. West Loop. Now it's like a really popping area. It's so fucking weird. So, last time I was in town, like I went and popped in at Goose Island over by Cobra. Mm-hmm. You know where Cobra Lounge is, right? Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. Fulton and fucking Ashland. Yeah. I popped in at Goose Island. I want to just walk over to Cobra. She's like, "Uh, you sure you want to do that?" I'm like, <laughs> "Yeah, I'm fine." <laughs> She's like, ah, shit gets a little rough around here. I'm like, 
All right. I think I'll be all right. Yeah. I mean, I'm obviously fine. Yeah, you're fine. Yeah. Yeah, but she was just warning you that shit could pop off. I was like, I'm from here. (laughs) I've always known how shitty this area is. Yeah, man. But I also look like I don't have any fucking money. (laughs) (laughs) You know, one of the best things in life is to look like a white dude with no money. Because people are just like, well, this ain't worth fucking robbing him over. And just going to fucking draw attention. You know what? You know what's uh, crazy, man, is that there are a lot of white dudes who look like they don't have money, but they actually do have money. And when a black dude has money, everybody knows it. <laughs> it's just like it's just like the 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 total difference, man. It's just like a rich black dude is like chains, dope ass cars, cool outfits, all the Jordans, and it's like rich white dudes who live in San Diego who wears like sandals and fucking shorts every day. And you don't know how much money he has, but he's rich as fuck, though. Why do you think that is? I think it. I think a lot of that is those black people not coming from anything like growing up. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, I didn't have this shit. Now I can afford it. I'm going to let everybody know. And probably those white people are just like, oh, we always had this. And we never really gave a fuck about you know, the, the, the newest Jordans and shit like that. So we don't need to show it off, you know? So it's just like a continued pattern. I don't know. I mean, I didn't really come from shit. And generally when I have a little bit of money in my pocket, it's never been on flashy fucking things. Yeah, exactly. Except for maybe gear, but yeah, yeah, exactly. That, that <laughs> but like, but that's why you see like rappers and shit, man, like buying like Jordans and flashy cars and shit. And well, I think in the rap community, like, Correct me if I'm wrong here. A lot of that is a self-perpetuating thing where like mm-hmm. rappers rap about having all these nice things and then like to prove that you're fucking made it in the rap game, you have to have these nice things. That's also true. Yeah, that's that's very true. So yeah. they're just like, well, because like I, I remember uh, Cassie and uh, I'm a hustler, like yeah. no, just a rubber band on my wrist, no jewels. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, he's bragging about that. He doesn't have to have fucking show it off. Like, Yeah, but he's still a dope rapper. Yeah, I, even uh, I think it might have been Jay Z's first album when he was like, uh, "Chains is cool to cop, but more importantly, is lawyer fees," which is like just an indicator, like, "Yeah, you can buy all that flashy shit, but make sure everything else is taken care of." Also, and listen to Jay Z; he owns the fucking Nets now. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, he did it. He did it the right way, man. I mean, there's probably a lot of rappers doing it the same, following the same b- blueprint that Jay Z followed, but Jay Jay Z definitely like set the business model. Yeah, but there's plenty of rappers who don't like you know. Unfortunately, you know, rest in peace, Pop Smoke. Yeah, he fucking was had racks on him, and then was bragging about it on Instagram, and they fucking robbed his ass and killed him. Killed him in like what was it, Beverly Hills? Yeah, like Beverly Hills or like in West Hollywood Hills. But like, yeah, it was just fucking nuts, man. It's just like, but that that's also another thing, man, about like the internet and shit and and things like that. Is like people are more tempted to be flashy and they have more avenues to show what they have and that could be really dangerous man yeah especially when someone has a will to want to take that shit yeah yeah man yeah so you know you're a flashy rapper and you flash your your address on um you know instagram it's gonna probably want to make people come and find you and shit man which is when you're showing racks of hundreds of thousands of dollars in cash yeah yeah it's fucked up man sucks but yeah that's that's what happened man you have to like watch what the fuck you're doing man yeah and like i'm not meaning to victim blame but yeah like 
there's something to be said about like not fucking showing that much fucking flash. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah, man, that's the thing. I always said, if like, if you if, do, you feel like if you got rich, you would let people know that not not blatantly know, but like, would you you know get some flashy shit? Would you? I wouldn't have flashy shit. Like, yeah, I might have a nice house. Yeah, exactly. But that's not really flashy shit. Like, I don't know. Jewels don't really appeal to me. Mm-hmm. Most of my money would go into gear and travel. Yeah, exactly, man. That That's how I feel. I'm like, I don't want anybody to know that I have this shit. Like, you know, especially being like, you know, a young black dude and shit. I'm like, I don't want anybody to know I have this shit, man. Like, it's just a, eh. Well, for me, it's not even like showing people or not showing people about me having this shit. It was just like, those aren't the things that are important to me in life. Yeah, yeah, I can see that, uh, man. And that's that's another thing, man. It's just like different things are are important to different people. Like like uh like a like a white dude could like wear like the same jeans for like a month and not give a fuck. And but a black dude is like, yo, I gotta have fresh as this, fresh as that. It's like, goddamn, man. It's just such a difference. But I, again, that comes from like, oh, I didn't come up with this, so now I want it all. But it's like you know, it's just just a difference, man. For sure, for sure, and. Yeah, as I said, like I didn't really come up with shit, but it's still like, but you still not, just not interested in that. Time. Yeah, I'm just not fucking interested. Like, yeah, I bought a sports car at one point, mm-hmm. and it was fun. It also got me four speeding tickets in one year. Oh my, got rid of that motherfucker. <laughs> like I had an '04 Mazda RX-8. Oh fuck yeah, you. And I got fucking four speeding tickets in '06, and I'm like, okay, this fucker's got to go. <laughs> it's got to go. <laughs> I cannot be trusted with this fucking thing. <laughs> So, I don't know. Just the idea of like jewels and all of that just doesn't appeal to me. Like, I go into like some rich people's fucking houses. And I'm just like, this is too much fucking house. Mm. Just too big. Yeah. It's like, what the fuck would I do with all this space, even though I can fucking afford it? Yeah. I especially like if you if you if you live alone. You know, it's like just buying a big ass house to live alone. Like you're gonna want to have, you're gonna want to fill that shit up at some point, whether it's with a partner or a family or you know your actual family that you want to move in. Like it's just too much. Oh fuck no! <laughs> oh fuck no! <laughs> but also, like I've talked about this on the air with other people, but mm-hmm. it's like when you get to that level of rich, who the fuck do you trust? Like. That's a very valid point because I feel like you know it, it would be really hard to trust people, you know. With, with the, depend, I mean, I'm not going to say depending on the type of money that you have, but just like just depending on the circumstances of like old friends coming back or you know new friends weaseling their way into the money. It's just like, eh. yeah. If I ever won the lottery, my number's changing immediately. Yeah, yeah. No one's going to be able to fucking like. You're, my share of the rent's just gonna get paid, but you'll never see me again. <laughs> so I'm fucking out of here. <laughs> my shit will still be here. The rent will get paid. Like, <laughs> fuck did Matt go? <laughs> yeah, man. It's uh, yeah. I feel like that would be. You know how they say like the lottery's a gift and a curse, man. It definitely is, bro. Like a lot of lottery winners die real young, dude. Uh, I'm, I'm sure you've heard of it. It's uh, the curse of the lottery or something like that. It's like where they document people who've won the lottery and then they just like their lives go to shit after they win. Like it, it's fascinating, man. Well, because you have people who haven't had shit in yeah. most cases, a lot of fucking money immediately. 
and they don't know what the fuck to do with it. And their family does come out of the fucking woodwork. Fucking mooching off them. Yeah. Like, if I ever won the lottery, the first and foremost would be changing my phone number. Yeah. Secondly, would be setting up a trust for it. Yeah, yeah. Avoid that taxation, baby. <laughs> and then three, I would just buy real estate. Like, I would make sound investments. With it. Yeah, like, I'd be living a little wild, but I wouldn't be living like multi-millionaire wild. I'd be living like, oh, no. Like, oh, hey, I'd be living like I made 150000 a year with like, yeah, I would still be working on projects that I wanted to work on and shit like that. The, right. Like the idea of like, oh, I'm just not working anymore. just does not compute to me. Yeah, I, I could never. I don't think I would do that either, man. Like just retiring or like just not doing anything because that should that should get really boring. I think if anything, that type of money would just give you more free time and flexibility to do what you actually love doing. 100 percent. And that's right. how you should handle it. But yeah. you still should be working on shit you want to work on yeah yeah like pretty sure i would like quit my job and like start like writing and directing movies and like putting together like a stand-up tour and maybe a production company you know things like that but but i'd still be working on some shit that i love and i'm passionate about you know exactly exactly like it just would give me the freedom to work on whatever passion products I want to work on. Yeah, yeah, man. And I think that that would probably be like what my focus would be on, you know? So, yeah, man. Of course, I would probably get a bunch of bitches, but uh, <laughs> ain't nothing wrong with it. <laughs> ain't nothing wrong with it at all. But yeah, it's just the people who are just like come from fucking nothing and have no fucking plan like when that shit yeah of course they fucking die yeah yeah i mean man you come from okay you come from nothing let's say a hundred million dollars lands in your lap and you had nothing your whole life not to say you didn't have like certain you didn't have like the basic like mills and clothes and things like that but like you know, you were, you were struggling with bills and living check to check and shit. Yeah, exactly. And a hundred million dollars, like you would fucking probably lose your mind, like in the in the worst way. It's like nobody can tell you shit anymore, and you know everybody's like coming to you for money. So like you kind of like run shit, and yeah, man, it, yeah, yeah, it would be nuts, man. Yeah, fuck that shit. <laughs> fuck that shit. Yeah, man. And, well, and that's the worst situation. Is like. Okay, I can't afford to help you out, but like, should I help you out? That's that's also valid, bro. Like, yeah, I feel like at this point, the people that I am around, like, I probably, of course, I would help those people out, but like, new friends, probably not, because I know exactly what they're about. Man, I get shit. Got it. <laughs> Got it. Well, I live with you. You can just rob me if you want. You just. Yeah. yeah, that'll go far. Like, you know where I live, too. Hey, <laughs> the motherfucker in the next room robbed me. <laughs> I have a great getaway plan. Yeah. But, man, you think about, like, money and fame, like, like that's a fucking potent mix together. Like, not only money, but also fame. Everybody knows who you are, and they they can Google. Of course, it might not be accurate, but they can Google your net worth, and you know what I mean? What's wild is, like when Rogan lived in LA, mm -hmm. he you know he would just roll into the comedy store shit like that. Post Spotify deal, like my guys in Austin, are like Rogan rolls with a security detail now. Wow, in Austin? Yeah, I mean I get it. Like it's a very publicized hundred million dollar deal. Right, right, yeah. But so, it's just like wow. Like 
I don't know if I would ever want to reach a level where like I gotta have someone with me at all times to like Yeah, yeah. Just to like have your back and make sure nobody's doing any weird shit and you know, trying to kidnap you and hold you for ransom type shit. Exactly. Like, yeah. It's fucking weird. Yeah, man. I I definitely used to see Rogan come to the store like by himself and shit and you know, now I can only imagine a hundred million dollar Spotify deal. Everybody knows and shit. And uh, so, yeah, just you got to protect yourself, man. No, I get why he's doing it. It's just yeah. like, I'm not sure I'd want to live that way. Yeah, like everywhere you go, like like being the president, basically, like everywhere you go and there's somebody, Secret Service is there. It's like, fuck, man. It's like no privacy, no, you know, no free time. And fuck, it's, it's got to be hard, man, to live that way. If I'm lucky, I'll find out one day, but I probably won't. <laughs> This podcast might get you a uh, an Apple or Spotify deal, you know? Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, fucking right. <laughs> Dude, did you watch the uh, Amy Winehouse documentary? It, I did not. Okay. It came out probably like three years ago, but um, they were just saying how uh, paparazzi would be so, um, you know, determined to get something on her. Like they would have like maids and shit sneak in and like plant cameras in like her room and shit like that. It's like, fuck, man, like to live like that, bro, to not be able to trust anybody it would be tough, man. Especially with her substance abuse problems. Yeah, yeah, man. So, you know, that would probably drive her more to, well, you know, it probably did drive her more towards, uh, yeah, substance abuse and shit. Yeah, it's fucking wild, man. Like, yeah, that level of fame. Yeah. Yeah, it's got to be hard, man. It's got to be tough. I don't want it. <laughs> I, I, I want a nice... I don't even really want to be famous. I want to just make enough money to like live comfortably doing something I don't hate. Is my goal. Yeah, yeah. That's my goal, too, man. It's like, do I care about becoming a famous comic? No, I don't give a fuck. Like, do I, do I want to make money from doing the shit that I love and then put that back into doing more things that I love? Yeah, that's, that's the goal, man. Yeah. Fuck fame, dude. That should have ruined your life. 100%. But hey, Corey, I got a stream I got to jump on in like 10 minutes. So cool, cool. we got to wrap this motherfucker up. Yeah. I'm going to call last call. Where can they find you on the things, man? Man, uh, I am on Twitter at Corey Allen Tate, C O R. Oh, fuck. I'm so drunk. I forgot my name. Uh, <laughs> I think that's a first. I think that's a fucking first. <laughs> yeah, you can find me on Twitter. It's at Corey Allen Tate, C-O-R-E-Y-A-L-L-E-N-T-A-T-E. I'm also on Instagram at Corey's Coffee Shop. So it's Corey's with an S, Coffee Shop. So that's where you can find me on the web, man. Check Corey out. If you're in LA, catch some of Corey's sets. Yes. If you come by to do the podcast, he'll probably be around. <laughs> but as always, you can find me at Matt underscore Slayer on Twitter, Matt Slayer on Instagram, Matt F. And Slayer on Facebook, twitch.tv slash Matt F. And Slayer, which I have to do in about 10 minutes. You can find the podcast at And Now We Drink on Twitter and Now We Drink underscore on Instagram. We're coming back at you. 2021 is going to be an epic fucking year for the show. We're back to in person. Fuck this remote bullshit. We're getting drunk. We're getting wild. We're going to travel. So drink up, motherfuckers, and I will see you next week. 